One of our core practices in Emmanuel Church is to invest in youth. Okay, there's six main practices. One of them is investing in youth. And uh, we do that because it's not just like a nice wee sentimental thing to do. Our baby's lovely and, you know, we invest in youth because of we just they warm our hearts, which they do. But it's, it's a much more spiritual and biblical thing that we're doing. I just want to take two minutes to really, before we dedicate these babies, help you understand what we're doing this morning. Um, because what we do is part of the legacy of the story of the ages that's been going on from Adam and Eve. We're stepping in as we dedicate babies onto the Lord this morning. We're stepping into the flow of God's purposes in humanity. And, uh, and so it's not just a nice little act. Right? It's, something, it's something quite deep and profound and beautiful, and we want to celebrate that. <clears throat> in Bible times, children, like women and other kind of parched slaves, were seen as inferior. They had an inferior status in a kind of patriarchal society. In the Bible, all was made space for children. Uh, we see it in the Old Testament, even in surrounding cultures where children were sacrificed, <clears throat> and all sorts of horrible things were done. The Bible, counterculturally, showing us and revealing to us the heart of God, elevated the role of children and the status of children. And we see it mostly, don't we, then that fulfilled in Jesus when all the little kids were running around him and everybody, you know, it was a bit older, was like, you know, kick them out because, you know, we want to have the real meeting here. And Jesus said, no, 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 suffer, suffer not the little children to come unto me for such is the kingdom of, of God. Check out this verse in Psalm chapter 8, verse 2. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies. So, you know, sometimes when we think that, you know, they're just, that's why we keep our kids in for the first couple of songs, because we want them to encounter the presence of the Lord as we worship together. And we want them to worship, and because we believe, even though it sounds like a bit of blabbling at times, and we're not quite sure if they even know the words, that it's actually the praise of infants that establishes a stronghold for God. It runs the enemy scared when a little three, four-year-old says the name of Jesus on his lips. We, that's just the upside-down nature of the kingdom of God. And so <clears throat> there's something that enforces the victory of Jesus. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about this just as we came, you know, because the, the enemy, the devil, he, he hates our kids. And he's always hated our kids. That's the story that we're part of. In Exodus, he tried to abort a generation, which was a foreshadowing to what happened when Jesus came onto the earth. Herod tried to abort a generation. Why would he want to do that? He, uh, he doesn't want the story of God passed down through generation to generation to generation. He doesn't want this beautiful story that there's a God in heaven who loves humanity so dearly that he will go to whatever price he has to go to to win it back. <laughs> and, he, and that's our story. And that's why we tell our kids the story of God. And that's why they tell it to their kids and their kids and their kids. And that's why this the purposes of God for humanity, which is to fill the whole earth with his presence. That's how they get fulfilled. And so I want to say that because as we dedicate kids this morning, we step into the flow of the purposes of God for humanity. So it's a special kind of thing. It's a holy moment. And uh, in the Old Testament, we read of Hannah dedicating her son Samuel to the Lord. In the New Testament, we read of Mary and Joseph bringing Jesus to the Lord. And right throughout, we see often these Glimpses of people bringing little children and babies to Jesus so he might lay their hands on them and, and bless them. It's a simple and profound act, but when a child is born, to give it back to the Lord is such a beautiful, beautiful thing. It, uh, it happened to me. Apparently, the first thing that happened was when I was born was I was given back to Jesus. It's no coincidence you end up kind of doing something like this. You can kind of run, but you can't hide, you know? When your parents pray for you, when your parents give you back to God, you can go and try and do your thing, but finally it's, it's going to get a hold of your heart because God takes those things serious. And, uh, and his pursuit of children is passionate, and he will go after them. And so uh, I just feel incredibly privileged to be part of this morning um, to dedicate these beautiful children unto the Lord.
All right? So what I'm going to do is, what we're going to do now, I'm going to ask the parents to stand in a moment. They're going to stand just where they are in the congregation. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures over them and then invite them to sort of uh, uh, agree to the vows that they have been sent. And then I'm going to ask you all, after they do that, to stand, because it's important as a church family that we um, commit to the spiritual growth of our children. And, and then I'm going to ask them to come forward and to uh, two groups of three, so we can pray specifically for them. All right. So would the, would the parents stand for a moment, just wherever you are, if you wouldn't mind? That would be that would be brilliant. Um, I, I'm one of the parents, so I'm sort of standing. And Rachel's here as well, so um, so great. So we've got Luke and Natasha. We've got Joe and Robbie, Drew and Kelly, Rachel and myself. We've got uh, Kieran. Rebecca, and um, we've got Nigel and Helen, and it's going to be a great day <laughs> of dedicating each of these children to the Lord. Let me read these scriptures over them. They're on the screen. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit up and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. I think it's on the screen as well. Fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Such a big responsibility, this, parents. I'm talking to myself as I say this. And so with this in mind, I want to remind us, myself and all of you, that uh, these precious lives are a gift from God and we want to charge you and myself with the grace of God to live up to these vows, to love God with every fiber of our being and to teach our children to do the same. Proverbs 22, verse 6, start off the way, children, and the way they should go, and even when they're old, they will not turn from it. Okay, so the vows are on the screen. All right, parents, so you just reply to this. This is the vows that they're saying. Parents, by coming forward before God and his people, do you declare your desire to dedicate yourselves and your children to the Lord? We do. Parents, I now ask you to make the following commitments on the screen as well, in the presence of God and his people, so that your children will walk in the abundant life that Christ offers. Do you promise with God's help to provide a home full of love and security and peace, to raise your children in the truth of the gospel, in the hope that one day they may put their trust in Jesus Christ. Good stuff. Modeling this kind of love can't be done alone. We're not just loved by a father. We're formed in a family. And it's important that the church and the body of Christ commits itself to such. So I'm going to ask everyone to stand, whether you're part of this family or part of the wider family and friends. And I'm going to read the following over you, the following... Um, Vi, I'm going to ask you to commit to that with us as a leadership here. So do we promise with God's help to be faithful in our calling as members of the body of Christ to help these parents be faithful to God and to help teach and train their children in the ways of the Lord so that they might one day trust Him as Savior and Lord? We do, praise God. So let me speak to Sophie and to Solomon, to Isaac, to Jacob, to Harry and to Finley, you are children of love. God is here to bless you. And blessed are you beyond telling to be born into parents that love you and love one another and who acknowledge Jesus as Lord. Grow gently, little children, in the love of God. We bless you and pray Christ be near you now and each hour of your life. Amen. Amen. You can take your seats again for a moment. Now, what we'd love to do, just to personalize this a little bit more, we're going to pray over each child just individually. And so, um, in the first, um, with the first three come forward, so if um, we'll have Isaac and Jacob and Sophie, if that's all right. So if you come forward, just space yourself along the front here. And if any family or godparents want to stand with them or here to stand with them, this is your cue to come forward as well. So. One you in here. Thanks, guys. So I'm going to ask our, our lead, lead team here in Portadown to come forward as well. And uh, 
I'm going to pray a prayer of dedication over each child, and then one of our leaders is just going to pray a personal prayer over them. They've been praying this week for that particular child, and so we're going to pray um, a blessing. So we have um, we have Isaac first, I think. His name needs laughter and strong and courageous, and he certainly sounds like he's going to be, doesn't he? Isaac, Andrew, uh, Freeburn. So let me... Um, let me pray for him, and then going to, Chris is going to pray um, specifically for him. So little Isaac, we bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And may the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And Isaac, may the Lord lift up his smile upon you and give you peace. We dedicate you to the Lord in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Oh, man. Yes, Father, we just thank you for, for Isaac. We thank you for his voice. Um, we thank you that his uh, name means laughter. And God, we ask that he would really be someone, as he is doing today, that would light up a room, that would um, bring your presence, that would speak your truth. And God, just even as, as he's noisy today, we pray that he would... Um, speak your truth in love to other people and that through his words god that your goodness would be declared in jesus name amen <laughs> well we give him a round of applause baby isaac so now we have a uh, beautiful jacob james fry his name means one who follows and um Let's um, if if you're comfortable, you can stretch out your hand just as I uh, pray and dedicate. And then Stephen, one of our leaders here, is going to pray over little baby Jacob. So Jacob, may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may the Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you all the days of your life. And may the Lord lift up a smile upon you, Jacob, and give you peace. Shalom. Let it be His Lord. And so go. We dedicate him to you now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, Lord, I just thank you for this uh, wee life, Lord. I just want to thank you that um, you have given the gift of life, Lord. I just pray that your hand will be on him, Father, all the days of his life. You have ordained every one of those days, Lord, before he even came into existence. Father, I just pray that he will be a dreamer. Father, he will communicate with you even even while he sleeps, Lord. He was sensitive to your spirit, Father. And I pray that the mark of his testimony will be one of courage, that he will stand for you, Father, against um, society, against anything else, Lord, that will want to bring him in a different direction. And, and along with Noah and Daniel, Father, I just pray that the three of them will be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Lord, that there'll be, there'll be three strong together, three strong brothers together, Lord, that will, will stand for you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's welcome little Jacob to the family too. Beautiful. Now we have uh, Sophie Gardner, Drew and Kelly's second little one. She's a princess, isn't she? <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna pray, and then Rachel's gonna we're gonna bless Sophie, and then Rachel's gonna pray for her. So, Sophie, we, we bless you. May the Lord bless you, and may the Lord keep you, and may the Lord make his face to shine upon you all the days of your life. And may the Lord lift up his smile on you, lift up his countenance on you, and give you peace. Sophie, we dedicate you unto the Lord in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, Lord, we just thank you for Sophie, God. We just thank you, God, that her name means wisdom. Um, and we pray that she will um, have that from an early age. Um, I just got a real sense this week that um, she'll be like a beacon of light, drawing people in um, towards Jesus. And I think you can see that from her eyes already. So, God, we just really pray, God, that she will be like a lighthouse, just emitting light um, and drawing people to you, God. We just pray blessing upon Drew, God, and Kelly and Archie. God, we just thank you for them all, God. Amen. 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 Let's welcome Sophie. Mm -hmm. 
super stuff. Yay. Let's have, um, uh, we're going to now pray for Solomon and for little baby Harry and for Finley. So um, could uh, Keanu, Rebecca and um, Luke and Natasha and, um, come forward. Let's, um, let's pray. I think, who's going to pray? Bruno's going to pray with um, maybe Solomon. Sorry, yes, any godparents or anything that wants to come forward, your family, if you want to stand with them, you're very welcome. <laughs> Out for the count. His name means man of peace. <laughs> and he's radiating peace just at this moment. Strength and endurance and beloved. Solomon, may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. And may the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you, son. And may the Lord lift up his smile and his countenance upon you all the days of your life. We dedicate you, Solomon, unto the Lord in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, Father, thank you for little Solomon. Thank you that, um, like his namesake of old, that you can fill him with such heavenly wisdom and discernment. We pray that even as a child and that as he grows up as a teenager, that he would stand out from the crowd, that he would be someone who others would come to to get um, heavenly wisdom from God. And I just pray over him that um, his influence would stretch far and wide, God, that you would use him to, to redirect things that are going wrong in society, God, that you would use him to speak truth and that he would be a lover of peace and truth in your name amen let's welcome little solomon so we have harry now and chris is chris is going to come and pray for harry too how many weeks old seven, seven and a half well So, Harry, may the Lord bless you, and may the Lord keep you. And may the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, Harry, and give you peace all the days of your life. We dedicate you unto the Lord in the name of the Father, and in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, God, we, just, we thank you for Harry. Uh, and we pray that he would be just a, a solid foundation and, and a person of strength um, in his family. God, that he would uh, just shine with your light, that he would know you from a young age, and may he be filled with a passion for you and a desire for your presence. So and may he really fully understand what your kingdom looks like because he knows the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And so we ask, God, that you would just fill him with a zeal and a passion. I just uh, speak a warrior spirit over him. God, that he would just uh, see people and know uh, that they need to come under your authority. But he would do that with love. So we just ask for the love, the peace, and the presence of Jesus to fill him. God, that he'd be a carrier of, of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's welcome Harry. Bless you guys. And now Chris is going to help us dedicate Finlay. Do you want a microphone like your dad? Yeah. <laughs> he does. Hey, look. You'll only break it. So, Finlay, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And so we dedicate you right now in the name of the Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen. Yes, Father, we thank you for this little warrior boy just um, as his name means. But Father, you've also made him to be a joy giver in this world. Um, and just as I was praying, I just really sensed that, just like in the little story of David and Goliath, that this little one 
is going to be like a David who isn't going to be intimidated by the giants before him because he's going to have the right perspective. He's going to know that his God is so much bigger and so much greater and stronger than anything. And so, Father, we just pray your blessing upon this little one. Um, and, Father, we pray that you would give him a heart to know you for all of the days of his life. Give him a passion and a heart to know his heavenly dad. Just pray your protection over him. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Welcome, Finn. So, um, we have... Uh, a little Bible for each of the parents as well, a Jesus Storybook Bible. Some of you will know it. Uh, we want to teach our kids the God story. And uh, Brona has uh, uh, very faithfully kind of organized for each of them to have a little Bible. And so uh, please keep them in your prayers, all right? Thanks for doing that with us. Brona's going to come and lead us through a wee bit more of our announcements and things that are going on. So um, just if you have your kids and Kingdom Kids, one of the announcements this morning is um, instead of collecting them at the barrier, um, you have to go and collect them at the unit again now. Um, it's a great problem to have. Our capacity has grown. So uh, what a problem. That's a, it's not a problem. What a blessing. <laughs> and um, if you could just go around there to collect your kids today, that would be great. Um, the, the next announcement is the midweek is happening this Wednesday night here um, at 7.45. And I think it's... Um, Norman Allen on this week, so that's one not to be missed. Um, there's about 10 to 12 people seem to be going along to that, so it's not an intimidating crowd. If you think that you could get out to that this Wednesday night, you'd be really blessed, and I encourage you to do that. Um, and the Sunday evening services um, are happening in Lurgan at half past six. I think it's Al maybe on tonight, and it's looking at the theme of the practice. Those have been so refreshing and such a blessing. So I really encourage you, and um, if you could get along to that, um, go. you have to be out nearly every night of the week here, don't you? And the most important one is the ladies' Christmas meal out. It's happening on Saturday, the 1st of December. I think there's a, a sign-up sheet at the back for that. Um, I know it's in Banbridge, but that's as much as I know, but it'll be wonderful. So if you think that you would like to go along to that, I would encourage you um, to sign up at the back for that as well. Uh, just this week, as we have been thinking about the little ones who are being dedicated, I've been um, just reflecting on Hannah and Samuel and how she gave Samuel back to God again. And I imagine, this isn't anywhere in the Bible, this is just my own reflection, but I imagine she looked at him and, and asked herself, who are you going to be? And what are you going to do that God needs you back again? And I just um, want to commend the parents here. What you did is not just one of those nice Christian things to do. What you did this morning is a deeply, deeply spiritual thing because your child has a place in the big narrative of God's story. And I just want to commend you for what you did this morning. And um, <clears throat> in our church, as a whole, our vision across the city from Lurgan and all of our missional communities in between, right across to us here in Portadown, one of our big um, strategies is to try and rewrite the story of the city. And we believe that that extends into all of the families who are perhaps involved in fostering and adoption. Today is Adoption Sunday, and um, we really want to try and have a big impact on um, parents who are, sorry, adults who foster or adopt, parents whose children are perhaps in that system at the moment, and particularly the children who are finding themselves in those circumstances as well. So there's a wee video here. So um, we have this incredible couple in our church who I just want to take a wee minute to honour, but if, if Jason and Kathy would want to come up to the front, we just want to ask them a wee bit about their experience um, they've been in, involved in this for quite a while now, and I have had the privilege of watching them directly change the story of children, and it has been such a powerful, beautiful example of the kingdom breaking out. So I just want to honour you. <laughs> um, tell us a wee bit about your um, heart for this and your experience of fostering. Okay, well, I suppose things have sort of changed this morning, what I was going to say, but it's just amazing here this morning to see so many kids being dedicated and their families wrapped around them. Um, and it just leads me to believe that with the children that we have or that we foster, they're coming into this world um, with no... Sorry. That's my nerves more than anything else. They don't have any family wrapped around them. They do have family. Um, and the families mostly that love them, but they can't be with their birth families. Um, 
So it would just be lovely to see those kids welcomed into church and nurtured into church and have aunts and uncles and a wraparound family to support them. Um, we have been fostering now for five years, 2013. Um, I always had a love for children and child-minded, but when Jason and I both got saved seven, eight years ago, yeah. um, God then revealed to us our giftings, um, and we all have giftings in different areas, um, and we just felt we can do this. Um, so we started short-term fostering with our own three children, Molly, Daniel, and Joel, who are now 18, 17, and 15. So it's been quite a journey. Um, there's no such thing really as short-term fostering as we find out. Um, our first placement came, she was four, and she remained with us for two years. Um, and in that time, her mum was able then to do work and started to come to church and is now, uh, Abby's now back home with her mum. So that's been amazing. Um, we then had a baby um, that came to us two days old, straight from hospital, um, with a way young, vulnerable mummy who went home in a taxi to not a very nice situation. Um, so he was like our baby. He was like our own. Um, unconditional love, just um, the whole family got around him, supported him. And we also had a real heart for his mum. She loved her wee baby so much, but just through circumstances and generational stuff was not able to get him back. She tried so hard and was doing so well for a long time, um, but it didn't work out. And the baby is now adopted. He left us the day before his first birthday um, to a lovely family. So um, so that was really, really difficult. Um, so then, um, I suppose my heart is for mums and their babies from that situation. Um, and that's the long-term dream, or, well, it's not really long-term now, it's sort of come to fruition. We're building an extension on our house um, with the aim of taking mummies with their babies to try to help show mummies how to be mummies because a lot of times they haven't had that experience. Um, it's just one mummy at a time, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I suppose, and everybody in this church knows the wee boy we have at the minute. Um, we've had him for nearly 21 months. Um, and through no fault of his own, um, has had five placement moves. He's six. Um, and I believe if more church families had got around him from the start, that wouldn't have happened. He wouldn't have had all those moves. Um, he's doing really, really well, and he will never be able to go home to his birth parents, but his plan is adoption, and God is in this because there's great things going to be happening very, very soon. Um, so it's just showing that God's perfect timing, really. Um, I just wanted to ask then, um, Jason, what would you say to anybody here who's considering this or perhaps whose hearts have been stirred by that video this morning? Okay, um, first I would say that we all have been uh, given different giftings and we carry out different ministries, so um, fostering just happens to be ours um, and obviously it isn't going to be for everyone. Uh, but in saying that, in the Bible, God makes it clear uh, his unchanging desire that his people should look out for the least and the lowest. Um, the Bible is full of calls to God's people to worship him through caring for the excluded, the poor, and the vulnerable, and especially uh, for children caught up in those circumstances. Um, Psalm 82.3 exhorts God's people to defend the weak and the fatherless. So um, at least 40 times in the Bible uh, refers specifically to God's con concern for the orphans or the fatherless. Um, that's actually more than the number of times Scripture talks about tithing, or taking communion. So it is a big, big uh, uh, issue. Um, all of us are broken and damaged in, in one way or another, and yet God did not turn a blind eye or turn his back on us. It was costly, but he made a way to take us in. He showed us unconditional love. He gave us hope and a chance to start again. He gave us a family. God gave us a home for good with him forever. <laughs> And that's every Christian story is a story of an adoption and the story of a home for good with God. Um, I suppose we can't count the number of times that we've been told that I couldn't do it. 
uh, I couldn't give them back. And it is true because we can't either, but is that not the cost of love? Um, every 22 minutes, a child enters the care system. It's time for us to help. Um, as I said earlier, not everyone is in a position to foster or adopt, but please speak to us afterwards um, if you have any questions or need any more information. I think you could take the pulpit next Sunday, Jason. Um, and how can we as the church get behind you best in, in what you guys are doing? Um, church, Our church is just amazing. Um, the leadership team have been praying faithfully um, for the wee boy we have at the minute. The texts that we get and their heart for him is amazing. Um, we also, at Emmanuel, have now an adoption and fostering group. Um, so this morning in Lurgan, there's other people who adopt and foster sharing their stories, and we've all got together now and are able to support each other and talk, so that's been fantastic. Um, great kids team here um, that are able to separate our child's behaviour from his person because they have this fight or flee switch that goes off and sometimes they fight or sometimes they run but they've got this and understand it so that's just amazing um help for us um what we find hard definitely don't ever come and get my washing <laughs> dirty washing i would never give it to you <laughs> that chris said in the video <laughs> but um we find it hard as a family to spend time with our own children and um, the kids that come into care take up so much of your time and it's our own kids that really miss out as well. So for us, it would be um, what we would love is people that are able to maybe take our foster kids to give us time as a family unit as well, because our own kids sort of um, miss out on a lot, and um, a lot of attention goes to the foster kids, even at Christmas, if you can imagine, with birth parents and aunts and stuff, and then us giving kids, our own kids have a lot less than, than the foster kids. So. Well, like, why don't we just honour um, Kathy and Jason this morning? They are really an incredible couple here. So, thank you so much for all that you guys do, and thanks for sharing your heart this morning. So, like, as a church, there's just um, one more thing to do before Al comes and speaks. There's um, an adoption prayer, and it's really very powerful. So, if we could all stand together, I'll, I'll read you through that. Um, the the um, slides that are going to be in black, I'm going to speak those. And then those that are in blue, if you can respond those back again. And also, if we could collect our offering at this point as well, that would be really good. Um, the last time I was doing announcements, I forgot to do that. So, if we could do that now, that would be great. Um. Join him. Oh, sorry. Father God, we thank you for adopting us into your family as dearly loved children. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. God, our Father, even when we were still sinners, ungrateful and undeserving, you opened your arms of love and invited us into relationship with you. Even while we can be disobedient and selfish, you cover us with grace and call us your children. Even though we have nothing to offer beside our hearts, you call us to purpose and want to use us to make a difference in this world. Thank you, Father God, for adopting us into your family. Affirm us, God our Father, as part of your great story. Lord God, we pray for all those who care for vulnerable children. We thank you for the privilege we have to serve you and be your hands and feet in this world. We pray specifically for those who open their homes, their lives, or their hearts to vulnerable children, foster carers, adoptive parents, kinship carers, social workers, teachers, therapists, and other professionals. Lord God, would you strengthen, encourage, and uphold each one. As a church, would you use us to support families who foster or adopt and help us to be a place of welcome and acceptance. We pray now for families in this church and those who are known to us. Show us how we can be a part of their story as we stand with them. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Ephesians 4.16 Equip us, Lord God, to be part of their stories. Lord Jesus, we pray for every child whose story is painful. Lord Jesus, you are needed in every situation, in every circumstance, in every story, and we bring before you each child who has suffered. Where there has been neglect, would you bring restoration and pour out your grace? 
Where there has been abuse, would you bring healing and pour out your love? Where there is loss and grief, would you bring wholeness and pour out your peace? Where there is anger and hurt, would you bring comfort and pour out your hope? Where there is confusion and the future is unsure, would you bring understanding and call your people to respond? We love because he first loved us. Encourage us, Lord Jesus, to pray and to respond, to be part of making their story better in whatever way we can. Holy Spirit, move in our hearts, inspire us to be part of the story. You can take your seats. Thanks, Bruna. Thanks, Jason and Kathy. So great to be able to um, celebrate that. Uh, we felt it was quite significant just to line up um, a dedications on Adoption Sunday where hundreds of churches around the UK will be praying and um, praying the same prayer, really, as us um, today. And uh, Home for Good, fantastic organization who... Um, or profiled on the video there, had their um, kind of national day yesterday, and it was great for some of our guys to be able to take part in that as well. Um, and so I, I just want to conclude really with 10 minutes or so of thoughts just to draw today together. It's been great to have you with us. It's been wonderful to celebrate kids and the gift that they are to us from, from the Lord and how good it is to do that in the context of the family of God. Um, the church has lots of things that it's got wrong through the years and lots of stuff that we kind of at times need to hold our hands up and say sorry about. But when we get it right, when the church gets it right, there's nothing like it. When we rely on the grace of God to be the sons and daughters that God called us to be, we create a family that every single person was born to be part of. And when it does, when it's done right, it touches something in our hearts and souls that we know that we were born for. And no matter how bad our experience or no experience of it has been to date, we know we were born for it. Because every single one of us, no matter who we are or where we are, no matter if we're brought up in a lovely Christian home like we've remembered today or whether we've been brought into difficult, difficult circumstances, the reality is we're loved by a father and we're formed in a family. We weren't supposed to live alone or in isolation. This is what the church is, even though it's become something more in people's heads. And the reason that it's so intuitive to us when it's right, the reason it feels so right when it is right, is because it's kind of set in our hearts. And it's set in our hearts because God created us in his image. And God is family. If you didn't know that, it's good that you do. God is, is family. He doesn't like just do family in the very essence of who he is, God is family, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We talk about the, the Trinity. We dedicated these kids into the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We dedicated them into the family of God. How awesome is that? We dedicated them into God himself, who is family. And God has always um, wanted family. He's always desired family. He's created the world out of the essence of who he is, which is family. And therefore, it makes absolute complete sense that part of us that longs for family. There's part of us that longs for something beyond isolation and loneliness. That's why loneliness is such a horrible, horrible, hellish kind of thing. Because God created us for connection with him and for connection with one another. And God has always wanted to extend, if you like, his arms to invite humanity who he made in his image into his heart, into his family. And that's what, in and through Jesus, because of our sin, which kind of corrupted God's plan and design for humanity, in and through Jesus, now God is creating a family. He's creating a family, and he's going to have a family. He already has one, but he's going to have one. He's going to live with it forever. We know how the story ends, right? We, we know how the story ends. It's, it's not a fairy tale. It's true, Bill. It's all going to happen. It's rolling out. We're ro rolling towards the day when Jesus comes back. We're not all flying off somewhere, by the way. Jesus is going to come back and establish his reign and rule on the earth, on a new heaven, on a new earth, and God will have what God always wanted which is a family. And even the hardest heart in here yeah, wants family. Even the hardest heart is worn by you know, a, a child or 
your child or whatever because we were, we were born for it. We were born for this kind of thing. And in Jesus, it becomes possible all over again. In Ephesians chapter 3, it says this great kind of apostolic prayer. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees before who? Before the Father. That's who God is. That's the, the, the primary metaphor that's used for God in the Bible is Father. And maybe the reason that you don't want anything to do with God or to do anything to do with church is because you've never actually known that before. Because as A.W. Tozer says, the most important thing about you is what comes into your head when you hear the name God. And I, I agree with that. The most important thing about you is what comes into your head when you hear the name God. Because if what comes into your head is some kind of like high-end policeman or some school headmaster, or some scientist that's too busy running the world, then that will affect your whole understanding of who God is and the way you live your life. But if, if you start to understand God as the purest, purest kind of father that you could ever imagine, who loves you unconditionally, despite what you've done or where you've been or the things in your life that nobody else knows anything about, he still loves you. He still loves you right, right where you are. In fact, he loves the stuff that you hate the most about yourself. He, he loves that part of you. And he, he grieves over our sin, of course, and he's broken over our pain. But he loves, that's the part he wants the most because he can do something with that in and through Jesus. And so and we come to know him, we come into relationship with the Father. And so Paul is praying for the churches here and he's saying, I bow my knees before the Father. And that means I don't need to twist his arm up his back to get him to do something. I'm kind of appealing to the heart of a father. And I'm praying for whom every family in heaven and earth is named. Every family. That according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints the breadth and the length and the height, and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. The Bible and the biblical authors are trying to tell us two things about God, two primary things, and it, in our world, they seem opposite, right? But they're not mutually exclusive in the Bible, right? It's like a paradox that goes together. They're trying to tell us two things. They're trying to tell us, one, God is above and beyond and outside of anything that we could ever imagine. He is other. All the categories that we try to make for God, he blows them all up. He's beyond us. You can't box him in. You can't ultimately define him. You can't make him what you want him to make. He's beyond. He is the God who just spoke and light shot out of his mouth, and he created the heavens and the earth and separated light from darkness, all of those kind of things. So they're trying to tell us that, but equally alongside that, and equally as powerful, is they're trying to tell us that that God who is beyond you, beyond what you can ever imagine, beyond what you can ever get your head around, that that God is closer than your next breath. That that God is closer to you than the skip of your next heartbeat. And that he loves you. And that he wants an intimate relationship with you like a father and a son. And that's why he comes to us primarily in and through the scriptures as a father. Because God has always wanted a family that he can fill with himself so that they can fill the world with his presence. That's what he's always wanted. And so that's why we, when we dedicate kids today, we step into the flow of God. We step into the flow of what God's doing in the world. He wants to fill a family of his own sons and daughters so that they would overflow with his presence and fill the world. And that's what we get to be part of. And so the church is the place where we find home. It should be. And I'm sorry if you're here this morning and it wasn't that for you. I'm a church leader. And so um, we're certainly not perfect here. And we, we get bits and pieces wrong. And from time to time, I don't know, hopefully we don't. Maybe we offend, but that's not our heart. But, you know, as a church leader, you know, sometimes we get it wrong. And if you haven't found a home in the family of God, I would like to say sorry about that on behalf of the church. But I also want to remind you that you have a responsibility before Jesus. Someday you're going to look Jesus in the eye. 
going to look him right in the eye. And he's going to look at you and he's going to love you. <laughs> he's going to love you with everything he has. <clears throat> but he's going to ask you, what did you do? What did you do with that love? What did you do with that love? And, and today I want to encourage you that God is here before you as a father. And if you want to know what the fathers look like, look at Jesus. You might not like the church, but it's really hard to get bored with Jesus. <laughs> Everyone wants a king like Jesus. Everyone wants, like, my shoulders kind of go back and my, my spine sort of stiffens when I think about the fact that I could have got hanging around. I get to hang around with Jesus. Because he is the king of all kings. He's the one when everybody else is about to judge the woman, you know, committing, you know, caught in the act of adultery, that he looks every one of the rest of them in the eye and faces up to them and says, listen, the first one of you that want to kind of throw a stone that have never sinned, off you go. <laughs> and they all one by one go away. This is the guy that feeds the, feeds the hungry. This is the one that sets the captives free. This is the, this is the, and if you want to look, what, look and know what God's like, look at Jesus, because once you've seen me, Jesus said, you've seen what the Father looks like. And, uh, and as we've celebrated children today, we celebrate children because there's a Father. And He loves us, and He draws us into Himself today, and He wants us to know Him in deep and new ways, because He wants relationship with us. But for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth is named. We only truly know ourselves when we know the Father. That's what that's saying. From whom every family in heaven and earth is named. We only really know who we are when we know who God is. Because we were born to be someone. And we were born to do something. And Jason and Kathy, seven or eight years ago, said, Lord Jesus, I'm, I'm tired of doing life on my own. And I'm outside of your family. And I want to be part of... I want to be your son. I want to be your daughter. And they invited Jesus into their life, and they realized they were born to be someone, the son of God. And then they realized that they weren't just born to be someone, but they were born to do something, to actually partner with God in his dreams for the world. And they're building an extension on their home so that they can help kids and mothers who don't know what family's like. Because the psalmist tells us this, God sets the lonely in family. God says, I don't, I don't like them sitting out there on their own. Not, let me pick them up and put them in fat. And how does he do that? He does that through us. And we're born to be someone. We're born to be someone, and we're born to do something. And uh, those some things mean that we get to have a wild ride with the Lord. He takes us in all sorts of different directions. Finish with the story. I grew up around about here, so... Um, the big, the big deal was on a Saturday afternoon or whatever, if you got to go to Portadown Swim Pool, right? And um, you know the way, like, as you grew up, you know, you got, you sort of went up the diving boards bit by bit, you know, and you sort of like, it was like a graduation, you know, if you like high-fived your mum and dad, if you like jumped off the bigger one. Well, I was only maybe about seven or eight. I don't even know if it was that age. And I uh, was swimming around and got out of my armbands and all of that kind of thing and looking around Portadown Pool. And, um, and then I found myself going up to the second sort of springboard or whatever. And I thought, I'm going to keep walking up these steps. And I walked up the steps and I walked right on to the top board. You remember it? Who's, who's done it? Yeah, you remember it? Yeah. You remember that feeling? So I went the whole way up to the top, top um, diving board. And I walked right over to the end. And I stood there and I looked down into this, what seemed like Everest, right? And uh, I thought, I'm not supposed to be doing this, you know? And I kind of looked down to see if I could find my dad. And he was like swimming around and he caught my eye. And I thought, I'm going to get absolutely scolded here. Like I'm going to get a hiding when I get by an office, right? And, uh, and I looked and I caught my dad's eye. And my dad just goes, go for it. Go for it. And I was like, all right then. <laughs> and I like plucked up the courage and I like off I went. And I think, um, I think my shorts were floating around somewhere. <laughs> somewhere down the pool, somewhere afterwards. But, but anyway, in that moment, there was, there was permission. There was freedom. There was be who I've called you to be, son. Stop playing it safe. You see, the thing about this, sometimes we're coming to Jesus and all we think that's kind of boring. It's actually much more courageous, you know. It's actually, why don't you let go and let God 
why don't you go right through with Jesus? Why don't you jump off that board? Why don't you start swimming in the, in the sea of God's love and all of that is, the height and the depth and the breadth and the length of it, to become all that God called us to be. And that's our heart for all of these children that we've dedicated. That's our heart for all the children that through our church members will be adopted and fostered. That's our heart that they know primarily that they're loved by a father and they're formed in a family. And that's what we want to give our lives to. And our hope would be that if you even as come along today, you've maybe just stumbled along and um, wanted to be part of what's happening today, and that's great. It's so good to have you. We'd love you to stay around and have a cup of tea and coffee with us here now as we close. But we just love to invite you and love to lay before you the invitation from the Father to kind of come and be part of the family of God and understand what it is to be a son of God in and through what Jesus has done for you on the cross. And that's what we want to celebrate this morning. So let me pray, and then we're, then we're done. Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for this great truth that behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called sons, sons and daughters of God. God, there's just no better thing than being known as your son or your daughter. The, the maker of the universe knows our names and wants to come and make home in our hearts. And so, God, we uh, thank you for that great truth. Lord, we Thank you for, Lord, each of the children that were dedicated. And, Lord, as we've already prayed, we just say yes and amen to all the promises of God that are over each one of their lives to become all that you've created them and called them to be. Thank you that none of us are simply an invention. We're your actual creation. There's part of you living on us, God. And, and we want to be completely restored and redeemed into relationship with you. And so, God, I just pray that if any of us this morning that just need to know that and need to respond to that, putting our faith in you, Jesus, and what you've done for us, that we can come into relationship with you, Father. We pray that you would, Holy Spirit, work in hearts for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh man, thank you so much for being here this morning. It's really, it's been really great to, to have you. It's been great to partner with the parents as we've dedicated the children. Um, we'd love you. There's plenty of tea and coffee set up. We'd love you to stay around for that and uh, have a chat. Um, if when you're, uh, if you could go and maybe get your kids if they're in. Um, the Sunday school or Kingdom Kids need to go right round and get them in the other unit. That would be great as well. And you can bring them back here and have some tea and coffee. So have a great, have a great week and uh, get some, get some refreshments.